0: You're listening to The Ascent Podcast, a production of Foothills Church. Hey, and welcome into The Ascent Podcast. Today, we once again bring you a bonus episode as we revisit our summer series, Life on the Mountain. And today, I sat down with Pastor Trent to talk about what it means to live in a culture of critics and what Jesus specifically had to say on the topic of judgment and judging others. But before we get started today, be sure to download and listen to our current series, Real Friends. Part one is available now, and you can catch part two when we release it next week. In fact, if you enjoy this series and want to ensure that you always get the latest episodes right as we release them, please support us by hitting the subscribe button and dropping us a rating. Subscribing to the show and and rating the show really does help us to reach more people. Now, enjoy today's episode you've got to lean into this, especially
1: for those who might be, you know, a perfectionist and want everybody around them to be perfect. We're easily criticizing. We're easily judging. It becomes a critical spirit that hurts us. It hurts our relationships and it brings judgment into
0: uh, our own, own life. I'm Britt Drown. Thanks as always for listening. Let's jump right in. Well, Pastor Trent, thank you again for joining us here uh, on the Ascent Podcast. You know, this is another bonus episode. We had so much that we covered in the Life on the Mountain series this summer that, you know, we thought it'd be kind of fun to go back and revisit some of the most popular statements that that Jesus made over the course of that Sermon on the Mountain. One of those is the idea of judgment and judging others. So today I just kind of want to talk about that. You know, it is one of those popular passages of scripture, but it's also one of those that is very misinterpreted as well. Yeah, Jesus says in, in Matthew 7, judge
1: not that you be not judged. And so we often hear people, you know, say, don't judge me, don't judge me, bro. You know, and so we're constantly in this culture, like, you know, afraid to judge people, but then people are getting Judged and criticized all the time, <laughs> everywhere. So we don't want to be judged, but we like to criticize. And so we 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 live in a culture of critics. And so whether you turn on the radio or you're watching the news, um, Facebook and social media is is filled with just blasting people. And uh, we blast people uh, for what they say or what they don't say or how they live, you know, what they, you know, what they should be doing. And so, you know, popular figures, um, athletes, coaches, these kinds of, you know, presidents of companies, you know, government officials, every everyone feels like the freedom to, like, criticize someone. And so uh, but when it comes to judgment, Jesus kind of flips the script on us and 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 tells us to do some things that uh, we
0: weren't really expecting what are some of those ways in which you know even in the church it seems like this isn't just an issue oh yeah with those outside of the church but really it, like you just said he calls us to reflect on ourselves so how how are we misinterpreting this passage as as believers and uh, as those in the church well i don't maybe it's not a misinterpretation maybe it's
1: just i we ignore it <laughs> All together. And you mentioned churches. Like in the church, pastors are, are criticized constantly by the people. And uh, I'm not saying at, at our church that works like this, um, thankfully, but I've been in churches and I know I have a lot of pastor friends who feel like they're constantly judged by their congregation. There's a lot of pressure on pastors. And so the congregation might you know, why don't you preach like this guy or or that guy? And so, you know, we, there's a lot of insecurities that happen. And then of course, decisions that are made and uh, yeah, pastors get criticized. And so I think the church ignores this. And I think um, a lot of times we just totally are oblivious to, to what Jesus is, is teaching.
0: You know, so how do we, how do we step back then and, and kind of reflect on, On our attitudes towards others and 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 how do we really orient our lives around really just self-reflection before we jump into um, what we may call as righteous judgment or or just evaluating others so Jesus says okay why
1: don't you you know before you see the speck in your brother's eye notice the log in your own eye and so he's he's telling us here that before we actually you know criticize or have something to say to somebody else's, you know, somebody else's life, look at your own life, reflect upon your own, you know, personal life and see the log that is potentially, you know, in in your eye. And so to do that, uh, it's, it's some hard work. And, and of course, that's why we don't do it because we don't want to sit down and reflect upon our own sin. We don't want to sit down and admit that we have mistakes. We don't want to admit that we're not perfect. Um, Or we want to make blanket statements like, look, I know I'm not perfect, but that guy over there needs to You know fill in the blank and so it's just really self-righteousness and it's really a I feel like I'm better than you and anytime I criticize somebody and call them names it's because I feel like I'm um, you know they are inferior and I am and stronger better and so I'm on my platform and I can degrade you and you're an idiot and that person's an idiot and I am
0: perfect (laughs) or you know there's no fault in my life. Something you brought up in your message too that I think really relates well to this idea is this fundamental attribution error. Can you can you kind of walk us through what that is and and how and how so many of us kind of fall victim to this mentality? Yeah. So I read this first
1: in Patrick Lencioni's book, and uh, he just talks about how this fundamental attribution error is when we tend to falsely attribute the negative behavior of others to their character, while we attribute our own negative behavior to our environment. So um, your coworker might be late to work and you internally start judging them and you think, oh, he's just a lazy bum, always late to work, you know? Uh, But then when you're late to work, oh, well, there was traffic and, you know, uh, my kid had this going on. So we always kind of, we always attribute to our own mistakes in a positive light um, and then, you know, when other people, you know, have mistakes or whatever, we attribute uh, that behavior and, and we condemn their character. And so we, we think of them in terms of, you know, a bad person. And for us, we're good people. It was just the environment around us that kind of led us, in, you know, in this this direction. And, and so, you know, it could could work with success as well. So when someone is promoted at work, You know, internally, you know, of course they were promoted because his dad is good friends with the boss. You know. But when I get promoted, oh well I earned this position because I work so hard and and I'm a good employee. And so yeah, we're we're totally attributing the negative behavior of others to their character. And we attribute our own negative behavior to the environment around us. And uh, we as Christians want to make sure that we're removing the log from our own eye, getting the plank out
0: of our eye uh, before we judge other people. Something you said too in that light is really at the end of the day, you know, hurtful judgment really does come back and really just hurt you. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is saying, you know, uh, you do not judge or you too will be
1: judged. And, And he says in the same way that you judge others, you're going to be judged. So basically he's saying uh, how the amount and weight of judgment that you are putting on to other people, essentially God is going to use that same weight even more so it's going to be measured to you. And so um, I I think that, you know, needs to hit home for us. Like, okay, we're dishing it out a lot and whatever we're dishing out here, God is saying, I'm going to bring that same weight on to you. And I'm going to judge you in that light. And so uh, I think in that, with that mentality, we we need to begin to stop being a critical person and judgmental person. And, and uh, we've got to lean into this, especially f- for those who might be, you know, a perfectionist and want everybody around them to be perfect. We're easily criticizing, we're easily judging. It becomes a critical spirit that hurts us. It hurts our relationships and
0: it brings judgment into uh, our own own life. You kind of hit on this too um Jesus didn't say that that judging other people is completely or inherently wrong. There is a there is a process and and, and a warning that comes along with that too, yeah. about judging others. So can you kind of walk us through um, that kind of balance there of 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 not judging others until you really truly evaluate yourself, but then also using this this process and lens through which Jesus provides to yes. to do judge others. P- people use this verse to tell people not to judge them. Jesus says, don't judge or
1: you'll, you'll be judged. So don't judge me. Well, what he's actually saying is the proper way to judge people. And so as Christians, we are called to, to judge each other's behavior for the purpose of helping each other, you know, uh, avoid sin and overcome sin and, and live a life of holiness. And so, but there is a right way and a wrong way to do that. And so his, his point here is step one, remove any logs that are in your eyes. So, Uh, Step one, you want to examine yourself and make sure that you're walking in the faith and make sure that 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 you don't have a blatant log in your own eye. If you are living, you know, if you're married and you're having an affair, please don't try to tell someone else how to treat their spouse. And that's essentially the log, you know, and I think. You know, that that that's the mentality that Jesus is 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 trying to um, do here. Like if you are struggling financially and you're upside down, you know, financially, you've got so much debt. And please don't try to go tell somebody how to, you know, do their finances. And so I think that's that's the point. And so he wants us to see clearly. And so to see clearly, we have to live a life of repentance. Uh, We we have to uh, totally uh, begin to self-examine our life repent of sin, turn from sin, and, and then begin to walk by faith, see clearly, and then we can begin to help other people who might have a blind spot in their life, and, and maybe, they, maybe they really are treating their spouse poorly, and you see that, okay, well, let me make sure, you know, the plank is out of my eye, and then I want to approach my brother in love and say, hey, man, when you said this to your wife, you know, how do you think that made her feel? Now we're getting to a place to where uh, judging, judging is not, hey, bro, how you're treating your wife, that's terrible, man, and calling him out on Facebook and blasting him, like, that's terrible, no. But in love, he's my brother, so over coffee, as we're watching the game, hey, I heard you say this, how do you think that, Those. that's, I think, where Jesus wants us to go. And if your brother, you know, is is inclined to live his life for Christ, he may say, man, I did not even think about that, or man, I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, I need to apologize to her. I mean, that's how it's
0: supposed to work on the surface. Yeah, that's really good, and, and, and it kind of alludes to something that, that you said in your message, too, that, that I thought was really good. You said, it's never really wrong to call wrong yeah. wrong when, when God says it's wrong. <laughs> so um, here's a clip from, from that message.
1: It's never wrong to call wrong wrong when God says it's wrong. So when God says something is wrong, again, we point people to the scripture, and when he says it's wrong, it's never wrong for you to say it's wrong. So as we talk about this, I don't want anyone to get the impression that we're not supposed to share our opinion when people ask. In, in many ways, the church is the conscience of America, and so when asked, we, we share, and, and, and when given an opportunity, we share, but it's all in the approach, isn't it? It's all in the attitude. It's 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 all how we do it, and so as we think about this, we turn to John seven, where John says, "Don't judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment." So can you just
0: kind of expand a little bit on that practically. How how do we how do we know when it's not wrong to call wrong wrong when God says it's wrong? And just kind of go in a little bit more detail on on what that what that really practically looks like. Well, when Scripture says that something is wrong, when Scripture calls sin
1: uh, it describes what sin is, then we agree with that. And so it's it's not wrong to say, you know, lying to your spouse is wrong. Don't do that. <laughs> like, well, we know that lying is a sin. And so when someone is experiencing sin in their life, it's lined up with the the Word of God, then it's, you know, it's it's okay to call that wrong. And we live in a culture today that doesn't want to call wrong, wrong. We live in a culture that wants to say, whatever you think is wrong is wrong. Whatever you think is right is right. And so as followers of Jesus, we have a worldview that's totally different. We live by a standard that is much higher than popular opinion. And so we, we go to the word of God and how you know it teaches, it directs our life, it directs our morality. It shows us the difference between right and wrong. And so we're not afraid to align ourselves with the, the standard of God's word. And so uh, when we're in the church, and I think this is important, like we're not called to go judge the world and go, you know, to our neighbors and say, what you're doing is wrong. What you're doing is wrong. That's not what we're called to do. In fact, we're called to do the exact opposite. We're called to judge each other in the church. And so, you know, Paul uh, goes into this um, and he tells us, what, why do I have to, you know, go judge the world? Like that's not what I'm Supposed to do? I'm supposed to judge my 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 fellow believer, and so this is all happening in the context of the local church, and so um, I think we have to keep that into perspective that we are calling each other out um, in a loving, godly way, so that you know we're not hardened by the deceitfulness of sin and, and live a life of unholiness, but we're living a life of holiness. And so as a as a follower of Jesus, like I welcome that with the people that I have given, you know, that authority to do in my life. Like, I wouldn't just, uh, you know, the random guy on the street to walk up to me and criticize my preaching, I'm not going to take that well. But my really close friends, um, the people that I know love me, that I know love Jesus, they, they love the vision of this church, and they say, Hey, man, what you said sounded like this, and you might have, and you probably should think about you know, I'm going to listen to that. I I pray that I would listen to that. Um, um, But the, you know, the random people, no. (laughs) And so I think that's part of it.
0: Yeah. It's so important to remember there's a right person, a right place and a right way to, to, to judge others. Um, as followers. Yeah, no doubt. And so that's, that's paramount. You know, the bottom line of your message too, that I think kind of wraps this up so well is, is to judge situations with that right standard and then and the right order. Can you, can you just touch on that just a little bit in a practical sense? What is the right standard? You hit on that a little bit earlier, but then also the right order. How do we keep those, those in line and in context?
1: Yeah. So the, the right standard is God's word. There is no other standard. Um, and so the, the right standard is God's word. We, we follow, follow it. And then the right order is, okay, I'm going to judge myself first. got to make sure I'm living a lifestyle where I'm dealing with my own sin. I'm, I'm repenting of my own sin. I'm removing the planks in my own eye. And, and I have a lifestyle of worship where Jesus is, is being exalted in my life. As I do that, I'm going to begin to see clearly. And, and, and the more clearly I see, the more I'm applying the word of God. Um, and notice I said applying the Word of God, because it's not just knowing the Word of God. Knowing what God's Word says doesn't necessarily make things clear. Um, applying the Word of God begins to make things clear in our life. And then as we're carefully, you know, um, understanding and applying the Word of God, now we're carefully confronting sin in, in my brother's
0: life. So that that's really the order. That's really good. Well... I think that wraps us up for today. Thank you so much for joining us on this bonus episode. It's, you know, the Life on the Mountain series really has been something that has just been life-changing, I think, for our church. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you on the next episode of the Ascent Podcast. That's for me, man, it's been awesome. As always, if you enjoy this resource, we ask that you please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing to the podcast not only helps us to reach more people, but it also ensures that you always receive the latest episodes as we release them every other Wednesday. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate the show. Ratings really do help us to get discovered on your favorite podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.